Are you ready to be counted in? I'm ready, Mommy. Ready in Chamesh. Arba, Shalosh, Shtaim. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast? Christina P. You like that jam? I do. Meow, 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 meow. It's your turn. You meow. 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 Yeah. Yeah. If you recognize that meow, it's my marital jeans. Hi, Jean. My main mommy. Mm-hmm. is clapping for you. You know, people have been requesting you so much, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, why haven't we had Tom Seguera on? Thank you. Star of Ball Hog, your fourth special on Netflix. That's right. And not only that, uh, uh, merchandise master. <laughs> I, I am kind of, I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, and you have uh, other podcasts with uh, special needs adult Bert. Uh, yes, Kreischer. I do uh, volunteer at a center for <laughs> assisted living people, and I take one here every week. And we do a podcast together. It makes them feel involved in the community, and I'm happy to do that. Yeah. And then I do, yeah. uh, I do another one called Your Mom's House with my slam piece, and hey. I also do. Hey. Um, hey. I also do. How dare you? Yeah. Well, I wanted to have you on this show, not only because, A, you're the most requested guest, but B, you and I don't talk about mommy daddy stuff, really. Yeah. In a, in a public way. And I've also. Well, in your so mom's many... house, it feels strange. It's not right. Yeah. yeah. It's annoying. I can hear people being like, why do you yeah. fucking talk about their kids? Show me someone taking a shit, man. Stop <laughs> talking about this. Yeah. Take me outside. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the most important topic is that I have been putting you in a sexual love spell lately. It's true. Have you noticed that I've been manipulating you with food and sex lately? You know, (laughs) I didn't really, (laughs) I didn't really think of it as manipulation until you said it. Right. Like I just thought of it as love. Oh, Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the deal, man. Is that... Because that's kind of what people sign up for. Marriage, you mean? Well, yeah. They don't go like, hey, uh, my partner cooked something for me. What's she trying to get out of me? They just go <laughs> like, oh, this person loves me. Right. Well, I do love you. Right. But I also noticed a really good correlation between when I feed the bear, mm-hmm. when I milk the bear mm-hmm. sexually... And I give the bear affirmative loving statements. Everything runs smoothly in the house. Yeah. Garbage gets taken out without me having to say anything. Dogs get fed. Amazon packages get retrieved. And I thought, I'm just going to keep leaning into this and just see where it takes me, especially on this quarantine time. We're together an indefinite time. This equation works for me. I'll tell you. (laughs) I'm serious. So you don't mind that I'm a little manipulative? Again, I think you should just lean on, I love you, and I do things because I love you. But if you want to think of it as a con, that's fine. Um, I, Yeah. I mean, look, you know what it really ends up showing you, and it shows the ladies out there who are listening and perhaps entertaining the idea, it's that ultimately (laughs) you are... You're the puppet master of the home. Thank you. And everyone else can be too, because Mm. I think a lot of people think of Mm. if I go ahead and I do the thing Mm. 
They feel like, oh, I'm giving, I'm putting myself out. You know, I'm the one sacrificing doing the thing. That's right. But it's all about perspective because if your perspective is by doing this thing, I'm getting a happier person who in turn makes everything flow better, then really you're controlling it. You're doing it for a reason, you know? Thank you. That's exactly the PSA I'm looking for here. Yeah. And I'm going to write a book on this. I feel like this is an entire program. I'm a psychopath. What is it called? (laughs) No, no. I'm a conniving, (laughs) manipulative, guilt-free, remorseless psycho woman. Is that what it's called? (laughs) No, but I like, I like that angle. That's not a good angle. Why why would you like that? It's marketing, Tom. It's good marketing. But you're right because I think a lot of people and myself included in the past will go like, I don't want to cook a dinner for my husband. And doesn't that make me feel like a 1950s wife? Like Mm. I'm, uh, I don't want to listen. And, and, in a time where I'm regularly working and stuff, I don't always have time or energy to do yeah. this crap. Yeah. So now that there's nothing to do, I'm like, okay, I'll just do this for you. Oh, I'll say yeah. we have had a very happy household during yeah. this. I know. Do we have to go back to the 1950s? Is this the lesson? Should I just quit my career and focus on making you happy? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't want to do that. That's terrible. <laughs> but you can see why it kind of worked. Why don't you take a step back and, and <laughs> why don't you take a step back for a second? Think about it for a second. Don't dismiss it as a... Think about it. Think about how happy you are right now. I'm not happy, really. The thing is, too, is that you put your own personal... <laughs> you put everything else aside to be like that do- submissive, docile. Is that so bad? <laughs> for me, yes. Why? A lot of good things are happening. Like what? You have this great, happy household. I do have a great, happy household. Yeah. May I just point out what I did for you? I even said them. Not only did I reorganize your closet. Yes. I organized my closet, your closet. I organized the kids' toys. I bought a sexy wig. You hung up all those swastikas. You did like oh all kinds. Oh, my God. Stop <laughs> You um, uh, ironed your clan robes. Can you imagine? Yeah, someone probably has done that uh, for sure. For their husband. Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> all your sheets are hanging now. <laughs> guys like fucking finally like a regular mom i'm a cool mom a cool mom yeah cool moms do that <laughs> so um, but, but let's talk about this first sidebar this is just what i find really interesting which is that your parents have been married for 40 years 44 oh my gosh yeah so you did grow up with more of a traditional template a hundred percent yes absolutely totally traditional template uh my dad absolutely was offended at the idea that his wife would have a job. Really? Yeah. That, that's very old school. Because well, one time somebody was like, my mom said, I don't have nothing to do or whatever. And they were like, why don't you get a, a job? And my dad was like, <laughs> it's like my wife doesn't have a job. Jesus. <laughs> like really bothered yeah, by right. it. And, and I know if you say that today, people would take offense to that and think of it in a, in a way like a woman shouldn't work. It's not that. It was that your father yeah. took pride. He took in... pride in the fact that, well, the thing is like his mother, didn't have a job so you know people kind of emulate right what they experience so you know that was a the norm that he experienced and he thought that was a point of personal pride that like i my wife doesn't have to doesn't have to and he really what i love about your family and their their dynamic and what i think i've been emulating too 
because I didn't have it growing up. I had my mother and my stepdad, believe it or not, my mother was a borderline. My father, my stepfather was a psychotic. The two of them together had a great friendship mm-hmm. and actually got along Get really, really well. well yeah. And I, I took from that. So that's why I like to joke with you. I think that that's really important to have fun with your spouse. But what I took from you and your family is the care that your parents have for one another. Yeah. Your mother puts a plate of food down in front of your father. Mm-hmm. And that is love. It is. And like, I literally, I remember like, he does things like put gas in her car. And, and that's what I'm saying. So the reciprocal yeah. I is do that, that for you. and you do it for me now. Yeah. And I love that, that he takes care of the exterior of the house and she takes care of the interior. That's basically it. Yeah. yeah. And for the most part, I'd say we kind of have that model. Um, the woman is like the nurturer, the center, the emotional center of the home. Yep. And dad is, you know, ca- takes care of the trash. I don't know. What is it you guys do? Dad's trash, trash maintenance, the spiders, finances, finances. Chicks can't add, so <laughs> okay. dads do the finances, <laughs> and then um, you know things of that nature. Couldn't you say too? So I've actually never spoken to you about your experience of fatherhood, really, on a philosophical whatever level. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you what I've observed is that the minute Ellis came out of me, our first child. Even right before, I saw, like, your hustle game was always here. And then the minute that kid yeah. spit out of me, it was like you had this whole new fire to provide. Yeah. It's primal, no? Like, what I think happened? it's primal, yeah. I think it's primal, and if it doesn't happen, it's a red flag. <laughs> I think you're right. I'm serious. I think you're right. If If a guy has a kid and he's just like, See what happens. You know, I'm going to chill today. Like, you got a <laughs> problem on your hand. Yeah. You got a fucking loser on your hand. Well, you really do. You yeah. do. I mean, there's there's people like, you know, like however you want to look at it. I look at it as like this is, you know, you have kids. It becomes a real responsibility on a lot of levels, not just financially. But finances are a big part of it. And, you know, you have to I have the drive to like, I'm going to work. I'm going to work harder. We have to support these people, you know? So that's, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think it's instinctive in a lot of people. I don't really think you have to coach it, you know? Some mm-hmm. people need a little push, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's Did, true. Well, because I noticed it with Ellis, and then the second baby came. And yeah. it's funny because you and I pretty much both went through the same emotional behaviors as with the first child, just like not at a 10, maybe at like an 8 or a 7. Like I went into depression and more of like, oh God, I did, you know, I got to take care of that. Yeah. And then you went into like, well, I got to make my millions. I got to go make my money, you know? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. And I can't imagine that level of panic though, of like, I have to provide for. Yeah, no, it's real. I mean, <laughs> it's real. It really is. Well, tell me about it because I feel like that's a, an unspoken thing in dad culture. Like what's. Well, you just know. I mean, it's just, it's it's a feeling inside of you. You just realize that, you know, there's a point in your life when you're single and you have those, you have those kind of numbers run through your head. I got to pay my rent. I got to pay, you know, kind of minimal stuff. Then you expand a little bit, but like when you have a new life as a responsibility, yeah, I think it really, you know, it goes into overdrive. You just, you just realize I'm going to have to take care of this person in every way, but I have to cover, you know, the fact that they're going to need, clothes and diapers and school and housing and and that it's not like for a month it's you know (laughs) 20 years so yeah you just think in terms of i have to make things happen 
You have to. Yeah, and you lean into what you're good at that you know makes money. So it doesn't matter your field, right? Like if you're yeah. if you're a salesman, you're just like, I know how to sell. I'm just going to sell harder. I'm going to be more, you know, you just, if you do an hourly thing, you're like, I want to put in more hours. I'm going to go to there. I'm going to get overtime. I'm going to, it's just how it happens. So for me, it was just like, I know what I do, you know, and I just called my agent and I was like, get me fucking all the work, all of it. <laughs> And then you did, you really did. I was like, yeah, I need it. You need it. You know, you need to feel secure that you can take care of your family. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the untold, I mean, look, the women's movement has kind of taken, has put dad stuff in the shadows, but I think that there is a, um, a harsh burden on men to perform financially. That thing is a, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big stress. And like, you know, it's. I think the thing I would tell, like, uh, this isn't like for you. I'm saying in a, in, a gra- in a grand picture is like, if you have that relationship where you like, let's say the man is the breadwinner, like in m- you know most relationships, let's say, mm-hmm. yeah, like and and recognizing that, appreciating it, supporting it, knowing that it's that that burden is there, and you know seeing it in your partner is a good thing, right? Yeah. Like. For a, a let's say for the most part, a woman being like, "Oh my God, thank you." I see how hard you're working. And people I, need to hear that. People need to hear that. That's yeah. true. Because there's well, hold on, let me write this down before I fucking forget my uh, thoughts. They need the validation. I think men like to hear that they're appreciated because the truth of it is, is That's true. Is that you most guys people. die an early death because yeah. of the stress I think of working. They did a study on men yeah. who had, was it dementia? And a lot of that is because of lack of sleep and stress. Sleep is the absolute. I mean, you know, we talk about it in like, I think flippant terms. And then, you know, I talk about it, we talk about it like we have ad an advertiser who emphasizes it, right? So you talk, <laughs> but you talk about it for like a moment. Yeah. And, and people think it's like tied to your advertising, right? So like the whoop thing and they're like, oh, you sleep. And, Dude, that is, I think I would say at this point, it's one of the things that I understand and appreciate more than, more than ever in a real way, in a real way, not just in like, oh God, yeah. I feel good when I sleep. Dude, not sleeping will kill you yeah. and getting the sleep you need will help you lead a more fulfilling, happy life. You mm-hmm. have to prioritize sleep. hundred percent. I think a lot of people don't realize it either ever or for years and years and years. It changes your life. I agree. Like the biggest torture for me in having children, uh, it's not the physical havoc it wreaked on my body because that's like, that's the price of admission. It's not the stress of tantrums. It's not the, the cleaning. Um, it's, the it's the sleep deprivation yeah. and the exhaustion. And we're older parents. Like I'm 43 years old and I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old and when I'm our, stupid. Our first, Fucking we're doing stupid. better now. But our first kid, Alice, yeah, uh, that that lack of sleep, I was not prepared for. No, and the first time it we hit didn't know you. what we were doing, and then we oh had these. Oh my god, we were doing uh, rotations. <laughs> so somebody would sleep on the in the bed, and someone would sleep on the couch next to that bassinet. Yeah, you know, in the living room, we lived in that little place, and then. Um, you know, I'd sleep like you'd sleep like three hours and then we'd take turns and like I was fully out of it. Like <laughs> and felt you know, you end up you, you end up feeling sick and then you <laughs> yeah. and then you end up getting sick because yeah. your immune system really does you know, you get sick when you're not sleeping a lot. 
Yeah. And so I, I got sick when he was like three weeks old. And then I got yeah. sick again. Like I got sick again the month after. And then like for the first time in my adult life, I didn't get sick for over a year. I remember that. <laughs> when he was a baby. So he, he, yeah. I got sick when he was like three weeks old. And I got yeah. sick again like two weeks later. It was like it had come and gone. And then I didn't get sick for like 14 months. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I, I have, how am I not getting sick? Plus that first kid, we, you don't, we didn't really leave the house and he wasn't exposed to other kids. So he didn't get, yeah. He also didn't like walks. <laughs> he hated going uh, on walks. In he a stroller. Scream. Like, I want to take you for a walk. <laughs> like, so weird. He was the opposite of every yeah, Everyone kid. was like, give him, put him in the car. They love car rides. I'm like, why don't you jump in this car? See what he likes it. You would scream the whole time. The second child is more of a traditional baby. And now our, our old, who's four, by the way, is a nudist. He's like, yeah. he's like, I like being naked. I'm like, all right, dude. So he's so special. Yeah. What's <laughs> going on strange. with that kid? He's just like walking around. I'm like, why aren't you wearing any clothes? He's like, because I like being naked. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but let me talk about the work stuff. So I think part of, uh, let's talk about this. Because the women's movement has changed how people raise their kids and like, yeah. dude, it is depressing to stay home all day. We've experienced that with this quarantine life, how hard it is to be a stay at home parent and yeah. not have help or it's crazy. Um, but I know like when you're out on the road, like I would get resentful. You I know. know. I'd be like fucking. I, I understand it alone. more. I didn't get it at first. I was like dumb <laughs> fucking brought. That was my thought. Um, Right? Ungrateful, stupid idiot, fuck. Bitch but, yeah. face. You stupid bitch. Which like, ungrateful ass. This moron at home I have with my kids. So, no. What happens is you really do. I think there's a thing, like, specifically what, what we do. When you're out there, you know, of course, like, that's your work. I think there's this thing where you also, the person at home, because I've been on that side of it. I've been home and you're gone. And we do yeah. the same thing. And, you sometimes don't realize that the person who's gone and you're like, oh, they're not around all this chaos right now. Yeah, but they do miss being home. Like, mm. I do. <laughs> I miss it when it's... I don't. Really? Because I don't go out for as long as you do. Yeah. I go out for like 72 hours. That's a trade-off kind of max. equation. That's a, the, the, They're different equations. You and I tour differently. So yes. you you really go out and you'll do like multiple like five or six cities on a bus yeah. every day different like it yeah. sucks your life does suck it, it on does kind of suck people that's yeah. what i'm saying like so what happens is i get resentful i would get resentful that you're resenting me as yeah. like i'm on like a party trip a vacation yeah. yeah with like, your dudes yeah this isn't a fucking vacation <laughs> i'm uh i'm not a party guy i don't go like let's have fun this week no when like, you really sit in the bus yeah shut the fuck up yeah we're doing we're gonna do a show and um you know yeah i'm trying to but, sleep but that's what makes me happy is knowing that you're suffering out there and okay. that you're not, not having fun. That's not a healthy point of view. <laughs> but if you were partying yeah. and you were like, oh my God, babe, I just got high with, you know, this yeah. band. I'd be like. Yeah. Well, I know. That's but not... because you're square yeah. and I know you and I do know that you like being home, it does make a difference. I do. Like the other day you had to leave the house mm -hmm. for something and you're like, I'm just fucking mad that I have to leave right now. Most mm -hmm. people would be like, I'm thrilled to get out of the house during quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So you don't resent the um, manipulative tactics. I don't. I would say that, yeah. Like, I mean, 
when I would leave, yeah, there's a thing where you're just like, dude, I'm, I'm, all this work right now is for our family. So I like, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I like cooking and I like making everybody happy. Yeah. This is, by the way, a new stress. The idea that I can't go do what I normally do. Oh, uh, I think, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's for a lot. Of, I'm not saying unique to me. I'm just right, saying right. a lot of people who are like, oh, they're a provider. And they're yeah. like, oh, my work is just completely done. Yeah. It's very strange. Well, I do think too, you and I, because people, I think people are like, how does it work? You two are both comedians and how does it all work? And I think, I don't know, part of it, I'm just going to pat myself on the back is that I, I do realize that right now you're making a lot more money. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, go make it, go make it. And I'll not take a back seat, but like. I'll work around your shit right now because I do feel like you mean on the road or something. Yeah, like yeah. road work and stuff, like yeah. how we structure. I'm a fucking baller. Let's just say. Yeah, it. I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, let's not dance around it. Right. Yeah. But, and at the same time, I'm like, yeah, go make that, go make that scratch because mm -hmm. I want my babies to go to college. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, anyway, I know that's just not a very unfeminist thing to say. But, but you know what the other thing this makes me think of? Yeah. There's, there's whole, this whole perspective about when people go, well, don't say that, you know, the woman should should or shouldn't do this and that, you know, men can also stay home. All those things are true. What, what really matters for a couple to succeed is that you're paired up with somebody who is in agreement with how you want to do it. Yeah, that's so a good point. It really, like when people are like, oh, that traditional shit. Some people like traditional shit. Some yeah. people, some guys are like, I want a woman that will stay at home and cook and do whatever. And, and there are a lot of women who are like, I love that role. I want yeah. to be in that role. And there are some men who are like, I'm the stay-at-home dad. Absolutely. And I got a lot of those who listen to I this know, show. I know a number of, I have a yeah. number of friends who raise the kids and the wife goes to, yeah. to work. She's in a high-level, high-paying job. And it makes sense. It makes but sense. Yeah. There's only not resentment on either side of that if both people are like, That's, that works for me. It's very insightful of you. you know? I like this kind of talk with you. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. You're a sweet guy. I am a sweet guy. You have nice eyebrows, too. Those meanies. I like them. I know. <laughs> I like those meanies. Whew. Both our kids have your meanies. Yeah, but Ellis really has those. Really he's has all, got like, those. I'll be like, Ellis, and he's like. <laughs> like Nicholson. You guys yeah. got that meanie Nicholson. You see that, uh, that deep fake? Yeah. Yes, the view is the shining. It's like, when I'm in here, doing work. <laughs> It's perfect. It's pretty great. So I had a caller call in last episode. Yeah. And we're talking about, so Bobby and Trish was one iteration of our lovemaking that kept things alive. Oh my now God. we've got a new couple in town, this Star and so, Logan. This is so great. I got to tell you guys, if you're looking to spice it up, get your lady a wig. Amazon, $30 later. Dude, she put it's on a wig and I was like, who is this bitch in my bathroom right now? <laughs> like you become kind Let's of look at Google, just uh, pink wig, not lady wigs. No, not they look, those are terrible. God. I'm talking like pink wig. Listen, he needs a lot yeah, of direction. You're on search. So, these are lame, dude. Pink. Anyways, what wait, go ahead, Tom. There you go. Something like that. Yeah, I just um you had this like there you go. straight, like you know how like that bob cut. You didn't have that wig on on the far right, left, right? Right. But how it's so, like super straight, yeah. And like 
you just picture a, a chick with like just Molly and Coke in her purse. Like where, you know what I mean? Like a girl who does that, who wears that does drugs. And totally. I saw you and I was like, this bitch is high right now. Totally. I just told myself that. Yeah. And then I picture we're at a club and yeah. you just had a, you know, champagne. And I just, I don't know. I just went immediately to like, you're a trash ass party girl. Yeah. And then I just drilled you. I was like, you did. Yeah. it was relentless. I, yeah. I thought you were trying to teach me a lesson. I kind of was. I was really turned on me. by it. I'll, here's how turned on I was by it. Sure. I jerked off today to it. You did yeah. not. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Let that be a testimony, ladies. Do you see what I'm talking about? Now we've rekindled some fire in the relationship. How yeah. long have we been banging? 15 years. 15 years. And I got you to J or D to a memory of last night. Yeah. It's exciting, babe. That's yep. really exciting. Yeah. Well, I'm really happy to hear and that. And I, I really like the wig thing. See? Yeah. And, now, and now I've got a bunch of other ladies coming. A purple. I got a, a ombre. They will blonde. all have different names and different, different stories yeah. in my mind. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think can about you get that. A yeah. really messy one. So you can, like, I want, I've always wanted to bang a runaway. You know? <laughs> so, like, get, like, a real dirty, messy Could one. Could you Google ratchet wig or trailer <laughs> trash wig? There you there go. There you go. The far left. <laughs> Yep. That's her. There she is. <laughs> yep. That's her. Mm -hmm. And then you just like fuck up your makeup real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, you're trying to go home? You're trying to get a bus ticket home? <laughs> There's an exchange. It's not free. Nothing's fucking free in this life, stupid runaway. <laughs> Anyways, ladies, $13.42 can get you that kind of it. a reaction from your husband. <laughs> I like it a lot. So we had a caller call in on mm -hmm. the, uh, last week's episode and... Um, so she took my advice and she put, so she, for the first time ever, she put her finger in her man's b-hole. Nice. Now her concern was that, does this mean every time I have to raise the, the no. bar? No. That's what, uh, that's what Nadav said. No. Why? You, you don't have to raise the bar every time, but it's about having different things in the repertoire. You know, you want to be able to, to reach for different tools. Right. So, you know, uh, a guy who's with you in a, in a regular, they're in a, in a regular relationship. Like mm -hmm. a, they're not Polly and by. Right. So yeah, it's about, it's about having different things to showcase. I mean, you don't want to be in a relationship where it's like raise the stakes every encounter, but mm. it is about like, Hey, you know, maybe every third or fourth time you try this you third or this. fourth time. So you're saying, well, Nadav and I were wondering how much goodwill can she ride? Like how many times can she ride the finger in the bee? Like well, how many times before she has to refresh? Yeah, and introduce a, you know, up it. Well, here's the thing: the finger in the bee was probably during a beach, right? Like it's not during. You know, I'm not sure. It's probably during a beach, and uh, mm. you know, raise the stakes on that. So, like, if it's if they're just like a beach couple, you know, you right. might have to at least toy with it um, pretty regularly. The, the bee hole. Yeah, because I mean, he, it's probably gonna he's gonna it's gonna enhance everything. So right. like you know, but I'm saying like you know they might let's say have just regular intercourse. You don't have you don't have to do it then, and right. then maybe the next time you know I don't know you spit in his face or something that gets him <laughs> excited. You know what I mean? Like you just change right. it up. You vary it. Up. Yeah, mm -hmm. you vary it up. Staple his his nuts to his legs or yeah. I don't know about that. Paper clips on his nipple. There you go. Something like yeah. Pinch him real hard. Yeah, you just you just have it in your. But you, what you don't want to do is do something. Let's say finger in his bee in his mm -hmm. bee hole, mm -hmm. 
it makes him go, he's like, what the fuck? Like he loves it. Mm. And then you're like, we'll see about Christmas. Maybe I'll do it again. That sucks. That's not fair. That's not cool. But should she buy anal beats next uh, level? For him? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's. That's I, too crazy. I, I guess you could bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like a small, like a tiny, uh, you know, rocket. Right, like something. Some little toy. Right, so that's how she could level up. Level up a little bit that's with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cock, oh, cock whoa. rings. What's that? Oh, gross. I looked up prosthetic pinkies, thinking that it would show me what I wanted, but See, it didn't. You got. You got to give them a lot of guidance. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Yeah. God, a dog has special needs. Yeah. So. How do you feel about the finger in the? I'm. I'm. I'm not, not even the finger. A fan of B play. I mean, you know that. How about toying with the outside? Just you're toy toying with... with my outside, or no, me toying with you're yours? toying with mine. I can toy with the outside. We can negotiate. You know I mean? like... Yeah, I know what that looks like. I'm just afraid. <laughs> Don't look at me and smile. Make eye contact. You remember in uh, remember in Get Out when she's like just stirring that cup? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Cling, cling. Yeah, just fucking stir the outside. I'm afraid of it, though. I'm always afraid of your bee. Uh, you're afraid of a massive orgasm Ew. in your face? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just because I hear what comes out of there a lot. Where? The the whistles, the sounds, and then the, Please. the browns. Please. I wish I could have a documentary crew follow your sounds for a fucking week. Yeah, but I don't make browns like you do you're always like oh I diarrhea again like you're always diarrhea i always diarrheaing i did today but i don't always see that's what i'm saying <laughs> i don't diarrhea that often okay. okay let's move along um now i have this theory that yeah. the key to marital happiness is i like i said i keep the bear satisfied with food with sexual touches and with positive positive affirmations. Would you say that's accurate? Would I say it's accurate? Yeah. Is there something I'm missing? Food, mm-hmm. positive touches, or mm-hmm. positive affirmations, and physical touches. Mm-hmm. No, that's very accurate. Well, am I missing anything? No. For listeners, no one? No, I don't think so. <sighs> okay. Uh, would I mean, you... I'll tell you what I think I think is important. I think both people need in a relationship like that need to not you can't even when you you feel like it's a regular thing that happens you have to still appreciate it you know yeah that's true because if you were to not appreciate any of my things i would be like of course (sighs) yeah but i do it's not just that i do i do i also express that i do that's very important yeah you know like i always i feel like you oh i've always instinctively thanked people who prepare a meal but i genuinely of course and so like i think it's i think sometimes i've seen people just get dinner served and they're like isn't this good and you're like yeah dude you gotta tell yeah. the person yeah because it takes so much work yeah but it's like i think the flip side of it is um i guess what i was saying earlier i was tying it back to that like it makes sense to a lot of people to say thank you for um making dinner yeah as they should but maybe some people who don't make dinner but do something else outside you know whatever it's go to work traveling salesmen they need to hear thank you yeah it goes both ways i guess whatever you do in a couple there should be mutual respect and yeah people love hearing like admission admiration and thanks you know they love everybody loves to hear that yeah of course right no one likes an ungrateful turd yeah would you rather Mm. yeah 
have no good tastes, meaning I don't feed you, or no touches, or we don't begok. I had to choose one. Mm. I think without question, I would rather, I I mean, I, it'd be harder to deal with no good tastes for longer. Really? I think so. I would have guessed no touches. It would be harder for you to go without the touches. No, no, no. You're forgetting that I'm fat. I think that. <laughs> uh, you're not fat. I think you're, no. I, I think there's this thing where you can kind of, I mean, look, ultimately, if you're not going to have any physical touching, you you feel sad, you know? Yeah, it does make you sad, right? Yeah, but no good things to eat. Oh, I know. Brutal. I think you feel that more because eating is a continuous you know what I mean? Like throughout every, the day, every, every day, day all multiple, day, yeah. Yeah, so like a lot of times, you know, you have, let's say, a shitty meal or something, and you're like, you're in your mind, you're like, I can't wait till I get to the next one because that fucking sucked, you know? Yeah. But like, I don't know, you don't, I mean, you don't have any sex for a day. You're not like, I'm gonna fucking rage right now. That's like, true. you just kind of, you know, adapt a little bit. You get that way, I get that way after like a week or something, you know? Of not getting yeah. milked, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I can tell when the milk builds up in there and you, yeah. get, you start to get feisty. I had a real long one. Remember like a week or two ago? Well, we were. I think you were sick. We were both sick. Yeah, yeah, but then I, I did the calculation. I was like, I haven't begocked in like 10, 12 days or something. Right. And Which, I was real short. I was real aggressive. Oh, you start yelling at the kids for everything. God damn it. No, no, no. Who's jumping around? Yesterday, you scolded us. <laughs> you, were down, you were downstairs. We were upstairs. And you scolded us because we were jumping too loudly, which I understand is annoying for you, but we had no way of knowing what it sounds yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, 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 But you needed to know. And then you... <laughs> I was like, daddy's backed up. And I knew, I was like, dad needs to get milked. It was real, but it was Tonight. horrible to listen to. I felt like the ceiling was going to collapse. <laughs> I know. And I was like, what are you doing? For being four, dad. Okay. Yeah. I want to talk about some real talk. Okay. How has, and this is a real, I know, I feel like I'm setting you up for something hilarious. I'm not. I want to be honest. How has fatherhood changed you? What do you, what do you think has changed the most? What do you mean? <laughs> Everything's normal. Same as always. I think it's different for everybody to answer that. I think for me, you, you, I don't know if you even remember, I wanted to be a dad. You did. Like a, a long time ago. I, I mean, know. I wanted to be a dad when we got engaged. I was like, I so we're going to have kids. And you were like, what? <laughs> and... I'm like, that's the whole point. I of remember this. this. So I was so, 34 years old or 33 mm. and we were on the beach in South Beach in Miami. I'll never forget this. And you go, I know like, so when are we going to have kids? And I was like, shit, I don't know, man. I was maybe 32. I don't know. And you're like, what do you mean you don't know? I go, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And you go, well, you want kids, right? And I was like, yeah. He goes, because you were like, I really want children. If we're not going to have them, I don't know if I can yeah. do this. And at the time I... I mean, I always knew I maybe one day would, but I was never like, it wasn't a fuck yeah. It was a Sunday. Yeah, a Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yes. It gave me pause. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, mm. <laughs> Well, I had a lot of, you know, I have other dicks to sell. I don't know. I had a lot of other dudes. No, I'm just kidding. What? I don't know. I'm just talking out my ass. But I, um, but anyway, so you did really want to become a father. That was something that was in your life plan. Yeah, hundred percent. I always thought. I mean, like, I thought I would have kids immediately in high school. I was like, oh, what? No, not while well, I was in it. I'm saying, like, in high school, I was like, I'm sure, like, I'll go to college, I'll figure something out, I'll meet someone, and I'll have kids. Yeah. You know? 
Like I, I always, I didn't think of it as like way, way later when things are, you know, I just, I thought it was automatic. Yeah. I just imagined cause we were so poor and so not yeah. established. I'm like, there's kids weren't even on the horizon at 32. That's when we were talking about that. Yeah. But I mean, I kind of still thought they were, Ugh. you know, like <laughs> we were living like in the rampart division. I know. It's like when you go like, is this a kid friendly environment and you're standing in that room? No, but I still was like. We should be having kids soon. Right. You know? Eventually. Yeah. Not eventually. Oh, soon. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, I was eventually. Yeah. So then how did you deal? So it wasn't until I was 35 that we started with Alice. We started, it was on my 35th birthday in the Dominican Republic where they were playing porno on the TV. Remember? Wait a minute. What are you talking about? That's the first time we pulled the goalie. was oh. in DR on my 35th birthday. But we didn't have him until you were. Well, then I, I it was harder for me to get pregnant. Oh, right. And then we didn't have him until I was 38. Got you. Yeah. So no, I was super excited when we were, when we decided to actually go forward. I was, you know, I was thrilled. It was what I wanted. I've always wanted to do it. I love having kids. You know, yeah, so do I love I. being a dad. It's so fun. I mean, it's all all of it is is fun. Even the stuff that makes me crazy, <laughs> like the chaos. I actually, in the big grand scheme of things, I like it. Yeah, I like when they do things they shouldn't do. It makes me laugh, you know? Even when I get upset, I laugh about it, you know? Like, I laugh about it later. I know, and, and we're in such chaos right now. Like, yeah. it literally is, one kid is playing in the sink and dumping water on the floor. The other kid has just kicked the dog, and the and they're and supposed to be seated, and is naked, and is peeing. On the <laughs> bedroom floor, I'm like, what are you doing? And then he's trying to run in the pee, and then, <laughs> yeah. It's just... But, like, I love... I I love <sighs> just grabbing those boys and like you know, like I bite I bite his neck and I tickle him and they they just go crazy and then our oldest asks me to push him on the couch. <laughs> That's like all that fun you know physical play. It's yeah. so fun. Like I like just, that stuff too. The playing with mm -hmm. them is super fun. And they're sweet. They're sweet kids. You know. Yeah, they're so good boys. They're tender kids. They're they're gentle. Um, I guess I could say one's gentle. Uh, <laughs> But they're sweet kids. I mean, it's to me, it, it, it almost feels like, it's weird to say it, but it doesn't feel like a departure from anything before, only because I always felt like it. I would definitely be doing it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I'm not yeah. like, man, I'm like thrown into this fatherhood thing. and Yeah, I know what you mean. Like I go, I was always going to be a dad, and then I became a dad, of course. Right. Of course, I'm a dad. It was your dad. prophecy, your yeah. fulfillment. So it it doesn't feel like a a big change to what I was expecting for some reason. Like I I just feel like we're going through what of course it's like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. I feel like I was always meant to be a mother. I was always meant to be married. Mm -hmm. I I was never good at being single or being like alone. And I, I really enjoy having a family. Yeah, it's great. I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, enjoy i didn't know that people enjoyed being around their families yeah that's interesting <laughs> and now i like i i see it i get it you now. love it i love it i can tell i can tell you really love i do love it yeah so so it hasn't really changed you like in terms of like oh shit but no. i as an outside observer i definitely say that you're way more patient now mm -hmm. and it kind of makes you more like compassionate towards the rest of humanity oh. At that is a is a change. That that's what I should say. I didn't expect none of the stuff with my kids is unexpected or you know. I mean, you know what I mean. Like it's I don't go like oh man I never saw this coming or 
you're overwhelmed with love for your kids, but you expect that that's going to happen. You yeah. expect that you're going to just adore your children. Then it happens. So you don't go like, I never thought I would. Yeah, of course. What the part that surprises you is when you go, I am so much more empathetic towards the human race. I'm, I'm so much more thoughtful of other people because I see them as, you know, grown children, basically. Yeah. You know, so I see, I, I meet an adult and especially if something's like not right, you know yeah. what I mean? Like if you go, that person seems sad, that person's really upset, you have compassion for it because you see it at its most raw stage with children. Yeah. So you see an adult and you go, you're so angry. You know, normally you're like, why is that guy such an angry asshole? But when you have kids, you see an angry person. A lot of times you go, something happened to that person. Yeah. They're angry for a reason. Somehow there's a reason that person's sad. You know, some, some, maybe it's a long-term thing or maybe, you know, you, you think of emotions differently yeah. because you see raw versions of those emotions. Yeah, definitely. And, and if those emotional needs aren't met when they're children, you know, yeah. and, <laughs> you know, so many people... I'd say the generation, even our generation was raised more with like the shut up model yeah. of just like, yeah, what yeah. you crying for, sissy, you know, and. And also things that make sense more. Like you always hear like, you know, even songs and everything growing up all about <laughs> all you need is love and love can. And then you're just like, well, these are just songs, you know, yeah. and then you become a parent and you're like, oh God, like love really can solve a lot of issues for like, there's oh, a lot of people yeah. out there who don't have any love in their in their lives, you know, from Definitely. when they're children. And then you see that like showering somebody with attention and affection, not like overdo, I'm not talking about yeah, like, yeah, child yeah. worship stuff, but it's just like caring for somebody makes a big difference. And a lot of people don't ever get that care. No, and it, it takes a lifetime to repair in a psychotherapy. Yeah. So that, that's a thing that I would say stands out to be more in fatherhood. It's not that I'm so surprised by anything with my own kids. It's like how you view the rest of the world. The That's why it's good for people to become parents though. Yeah. You end up being nicer to everyone, you know? I think so. I think there are two things that need to happen to really grow up. I think you need to witness the death of your parents or one parent, uh, the physical death and the, the, the psychological death, meaning that you're, you're the end now, you know, like you become an adult that way. And then having children also makes you Mm. Uh, an adult like a fully realized adult yeah yeah true i don't know at least for me it grew me uh, up pretty fast um yeah it's funny because um i think it was greg fitzsimmons who was in here once and he was saying how at that moment when your children are acting their absolute worst mm -hmm. is when you need to go to them it's the minute that you want to run away it's a real life lesson yeah it's true it's like with our boys, when they're spiraling and they're acting shitty, it's probably because they just want more attention yeah. than what we're giving them and in the moment. You end up seeing how, because everyone, everyone ends up reacting both ways, and you see how you actually make it worse yeah. by being frustrated and upset. <laughs> I know, and it's you counterintuitive. And it, but it's, it's your nature to be like, shut the fuck up. Like, what, <laughs> no, are, you what doing? are you doing? And then it gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> and then... In that moment, your instinct is to do that. But if you can repress that instinct and you go like, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. What's happening right now? Are you okay? And then you see how just little things like that make them go like, yeah, fine. Mm -hmm. They just wanted you to say that, you know? They just wanted your undivided attention, attention and love. Because I remember when I was spiraling as a teenager or as a kid, all I really wanted was somebody to put their arms around me and be like, it's going to be okay. Right. You're fine. 
I have yeah. you. And I didn't get that. Instead, I go, like, come on, what's wrong with you? Know, yeah, you think you're yeah. depressed? And it was like, oh, gosh. They're, they were. There's another lesson. It's this right here. <laughs> I know. Can you believe people hit their kids? Fuck yeah. I can't. <laughs> it is cr- like I grew up before I had children. The idea of hitting kids. I was like, I guess. I don't know. I guess they make you that angry. Yeah. And you're like, how can you hit? Like a baby, a four-year-old or a two. Like it's crazy to me that people. Anyways, um, has this changed your relationship with your own father? Do you feel like having become yes. a dad yourself? Yeah, yeah, of course. Because you just you realize like he. My dad's very you know. My dad on paper is like an animal, you know, because he's like a marine and weightlifter and just a savage. But he is the most adoring loving affectionate guy and you know i always knew he was that way but then like having kids makes you go like oh of course like my dad expresses all those feelings and mm. I, when i feel them i recognize it more you know what i mean like, like I, oh, what he was doing to you You're yeah like, of course oh, i get that yeah, like i get why he's yeah. so expressive with his love <laughs> you know yeah because like you feel it and you're like and then i also have you know have had like moments of feeling extreme guilt over just certain things in my life where, like, where I'm like, oh man, I put my parents through some shit with that and with that, you know? What do you feel guilty about? Um, just like, I must've been so stressful to them, you know, when I was uh, ODing <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, just being, just being overall, I mean, I wasn't a bad kid, but you realize that you stress, you can stress your parents out with certain things, you know? Yeah. So. I think of just certain incidents and I just go like, oh man, that must have been hell for them, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Could you imagine your child overdosing at, were you 17? 18. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the worst nightmare. That's the worst. Yeah. Actually, it? like when I look back at that, that, the thing that stands out to me is I feel so badly for them. Right. Oh, I, yeah, I don't feel she, like. Yeah. Well, you're not a drug addict. Yeah, yeah. By it. I just go like, I feel so badly for them. Yeah. That they had to be like dealing with that and they're like oh my god is our baby a drug addict did yeah they, yeah all they, of it and yeah. you go like oh yeah i get why you were you know traumatized you should be traumatized by it that is my worst fear because like i you know i'm watching that show euphoria having the, a gay kid the teeter, <laughs> i wish i had a gay kid i can't wait but um how she's she's a drug addict the main character Shen, mm-hmm. what's her name zendaya 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 yeah. and that's like my worst fear is to have a baby that's just and she was born that way. Like her wires are crossed. She was bipolar. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Nothing you can do. Like you can. That's what you have fuck. a lot of empathy for that too. Yeah. I think when you become a parent and you start yeah. seeing your kid, you know, grow up and you go, you see like an adult who is, has whatever problem. And you go like, man, that person's parents. And, and you go, there's nothing they can do. Like, let's say that person is mentally ill, yeah. uh, violent, drug addict whatever and you're like man no matter what those people do now they're just you know the wires are crossed you just hope for the best and yeah that's that man fuck nightmare it's like it makes me feel bad for anyone with like a daughter you know you go, <laughs> God, she's just gonna get drilled i think that too actually a lot you do yeah like, i was joking oh i'm not <laughs> But I, cause I, uh, I'm so grateful that we have sons yeah. in a way, cause they can't get pregnant, but they can get someone else pregnant. They can. You got to teach is, them like, don't rape, don't yeah. fucking. 
Don't whip. <laughs> you have to teach that to boys. They, you should kind. They should know, right? For modeling, it helps to hear it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't rape. Look. Did your dad have to? T- <laughs> no, of course not, buddy. You want to sit you down real quick? Now, <laughs> if a woman's passed out, it's a real bad <laughs> idea to uh, no, uh, no. All that that like. I feel like uh, how to treat women, like for boys, it's first of all instinctive and you just model, you see model behavior, right? right. You, you just, I don't know, No, nobody has to be like, when they're passed out, <laughs> no. Also, she says, no, you got to get a real clear note, make sure it's real audible. No, nobody teaches you that. You should just know that. You think you're, you're just watching how your father treated your mother was of course. enough. And how are you yeah. going to talk to our sons when they start jaying their D's? I mean, Jay and their D is one thing. I am going to tell them if you, I just want, I'm seriously going to sit them down and be like, if you get a woman pregnant Hmm. in high school or college, I just want you to know that's called a YP and (laughs) it'll be your problem and, and, and you're going to be fucked up over it. Yeah. So if you go do something stupid, just know that's on you. Yeah. No, dad's not going to come save the day. I'm not buying you a condo to fucking live in, and while you well, we're gonna it out. buy them. We're gonna give them abortion money. And he's like, I need two hundred dollars or how much? Sure. Is you better yeah. believe it. No, I know. If one of those boys came to us, be like, hey, Ma, I need. I don't have a money. She's like, she abortion. doesn't want to do it. I'll be like, I'll pay someone to throw her down the stairs. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what though? I wish they made. Um, birth control for boys i feel like that's I do too. isn't that around the corner for that is the, the only one that i think of i mean look I, I think back in high school and like i guess i'm you know it wasn't like a big issue like where it wasn't like something you had to like keep telling people ah, stop getting girls pregnant but i think you do need a bit of a scare to to realize yeah. like don't go down that path you well know? because aren't guys just so horny and keyed up that they are but you got to remember that like most kid, most guys in that age range are just j and their d most are you know <laughs> it's not like everyone has like great game access and, yeah, to women they're, yeah they're not all getting there are some but like not not all and yeah you got to be like yeah if you are in that position like you got to wrap it up you have to at that age you good have to luck i feel like well no they do i mean they do but like you that, it's not a good luck thing it's like you just have to teach that like that's the only way it's the only way to ask yeah. i mean we were kind of lucky in the aids uh, epidemic time because we were uh, I wrapped it up a lot yeah because we were so terrified of AIDS we were told you're gonna get HIV if you have unprotected sex you're gonna get it you're gonna get it I was more I'd never really worried about STDs because I wasn't it wasn't like randoms you know you was like girls you knew um, it was the scare of pregnancy yeah because that'll that'll mess up your life worse than herpes yeah. don't you think yes. I mean raising a baby at that age yeah yes. you're screwed your future is just destroyed so how no. do we scare our boys well i just told you they, you, you gonna, just tell them you're on you're on your own you see this house you live in you're not gonna live here anymore I mean, like your life yeah you, tell them and then i'm gonna be like and then there's a will that you're no longer a part of so we should put that in the will oh that's the stipulation is that you you can't have a baby until x that's a little aggressive Why? that's good just, you have to graduate college and then you have to not have get a, a chick pregnant have yeah. a job we'll talk about this off mic <clears throat> Okay, so uh, what's your worst fear about fatherhood? Hmm. My worst fear about fatherhood. Um, what would be a failure to you as a dad? Besides the obvious, he's gay and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> that 
would be a real sad day. <laughs> um, I really don't care about any of that at all. No, I, um, that's why I joke. I feel like a failure, I would say, I mean, these things, some of them sound like silly, but like having an impolite kid. Yeah. Like if he grew up to be an impolite, unappreciative, rude, entitled, any of those things, I would be devastate, devastated by it. Yeah. And I would take it as a personal failure. Um, yeah, just not having an appreciate, not being kind. Yeah. You know, not being thoughtful. Um, I think those like personal traits uh, are more offensive to me than like if you go like he didn't get great grades or he's not, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. like whatever professional thing they want to do. None of that stuff is a factor to me. I don't really care. It's like, are they personally good people? Hmm. That's interesting because I am the opposite. I want them to be successful in the world. Hmm. And if they're not, um, I don't want them to be useless. I think what I, what, how do I say this? The fact that you and I were successful in our fields and we worked our asses off and we, we have it, we got it, we did it. And we're raising, our kids are lucky enough to be raised with all the stuff that I never got materially and emotionally. Like if they were to squander all that and yeah. just be losers, I would be so devastated. Well, that's kind of tied right? into Similar. saying, yes. yeah. you know, unappreciative. and Pieces of shit, basically. Yeah, of course. You don't want them to be like that. And um, I think that yeah. it's, I think if you focus more on those things like raising an appreciative, thoughtful. That's true. Then It'll those other things fair. take care of themselves, you know, because if you are that way, you, you are going to have the drive to want to pursue whatever you like they're not going to be all those good things and then be like and i just don't feel like working like it's just those you know what i mean the things are tied together yeah. so no and, I, and i'm not even saying that they need to be like rich i think they just need to be to do meaningful purposeful. work yeah purposeful meaningful. people yeah. all that comes really from having opportunities and figuring out what it is you really enjoy doing yeah and then pursuing that you know and that is actually a lot it is a lot it's a lot. It's not that, in, I mean, we know people lifetime. who are like, you know, <laughs> like you, we still talk. I talked to a number of people who are like, not really sure what I want to do. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then you realize that it, that you're lucky if you're the person who has that early on. I had that early on, yeah. early, early that I knew I wanted to do some stuff in comedy. I knew it. You like did? How soon? 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And I, I thought I would be, I'm, I'm not kidding. I thought I would be really good at it. As a stand-up or as an actor? Just comedic actor. Comedic, but I mean, it's like performing comedy. I was like, I, I really thought you don't understand. Like when, if you talked, I'd be like, but like, <laughs> I'm not like you. It's like, yeah. I really thought of it that way. Yeah. And it's crazy because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so much better at it than most people. Yeah. And I knew that Definitely. as a fucking fifth grader. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's interesting because I too I loved comedy I would memorize truly tasteless joke books mm -hmm. in the bathroom and my dad's shit shit materials I would yeah. read and, and then I would tell those jokes at school during lunch yeah and the thrill of telling filthy jokes in third grade was like nothing else I'm like there's something to this there's I think something I to it do. but see the thing is like having the like the thing that I thought like oh not it's not just like oh I know I'll be good it wasn't like that it's like I love doing this and I have some sense of how to do it. If those things come together for whatever, whatever it is. Like if you go, I love 
taking pictures and then you actually get proficient at it and then it becomes your job you've won you won yeah. dude. like you go i'm doing the thing that i said I, I i actually really enjoy doing it you know i love performing comedy and like to be able to do it at, for a living it's like you're you won dude you hit the jackpot it doesn't matter what it is though it can also be nursing it can be oh yeah it can be you know what i mean it could be landscape it's like if you find the thing and you actually get fulfillment out of doing it it's the best it really helps in life to have something you enjoy to go to it makes your life so much better yeah now we just i know you we gotta go in a little bit but um how did how did it affect you watching two of your children come out of me out of my v-hole has it changed the way you see me at all no be honest it really hasn't i mean i i have a very hasn't scarred you no i have a really like i have the ability to see things for you know what they are i'm a very grounded realistic like yeah. It wasn't a thing where it shook me. I mean, it's like, this is how babies are delivered. Like I never, it didn't give me a second thought. Mm. You know what I mean? Like baby comes out, like where else is it going to come out of her fucking mouth? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, I, I didn't think of it twice, man. Um, but I it saw all the shit come out with it. You but, saw all the shit come out. You say yeah. that a lot. When, I did ask you one time, what was it like to see the birth of our children? You go, well, the baby came out, and then all the shit came out. I after. don't talk like that. And then... I don't go, mm-hmm. That's how it sounded when I'm you... I'm not from Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. I fucking... <laughs> and then all the shit came out. What? That's what you said that day. You're I don't like, talk like that. Well, y'all, the baby came out, and then all this shit came out after, and I was like, what... Are these mine? These were here the whole fucking time. They're yours? Yeah, I put your dad glasses damn there. It. <laughs> oh I, my God. The whole time I was like, I can't see a fucking thing. <laughs> Are you cleaning these for me? Yeah. See, that's a wife. That is a wife. But seriously though, like, has me becoming a mother changed our dynamic? I mean, yeah, a little bit, but I mean, it's I think for the better. Right? Yeah, see, look, I see you as the the creator and and mother of my kids. You end up usually a, that's a a positive thing for somebody, no, you know? Yeah. Like you go right. like this is the mother of my children. That's true. But we still joke around a lot and I don't do that like I don't know. I see that sometimes. I really resent I don't like those guys that have we I don't know, I call it just strange relationships with their spouses, you know? What do you mean? Just like they don't like I like that I we talk in this blunt yeah straightforward way and I like that we joke because that's how we were before and I don't want to get in that thing where it's like I don't like those relationships where the guy talks to the lady differently than he would talk to other people it's weird it's strange to me it's dated yeah it's an antiquated way of like you're right it's you like, know it's like oh the wife's hey honey yeah <laughs> everything's fine then like you walk away and they're like anyway so like let's, let's get back to fun it's like that's just weird to me i don't well, want to be in that yeah it's very like um 1960s or 50s yeah. where like you had your boy your male friends and then you guys that's who you really are i know a few guys like that you know, yeah that have that hey, hey, hey. the wife's here yeah she's here like sit up straight i'm like okay yeah so we've always had like a very you know i mean there's there's layers to the dynamic but i like that we are able to 
talk and like have the conversations we have and have fun joke around a lot yeah to me it, it's important it is important and, and like i said the one good thing i saw my mother and my stepfather doing was just that is that they really had a lot of fun together and i didn't even know that was possible in a marriage that you could just sit because they would sit at the kitchen table and just laugh and drink coffee and talk about their dumps and i, was I like, think that's, that's the key to a marriage i think so too i was just telling um somebody we were taking a walk and I was like, you know what the key to a good marriage is, is where you're hanging out in a cafe and one of you goes, oh my God, do you see that? And the other one goes, oh yeah, can you believe it? Meaning you both see the same thing see, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. In a world of whatever, that's, you two get it. But that's the key, like that's what a great friendship is too, right? When yeah. You're, you know that like you can, in the same scenario, hang out with a friend. I go, look at that. And if your friend's like, what? And you're like, that oh guy's God. shirt, what about it? And you're like, yeah, you and suck. then, yeah. You know, you put another person in that chair and then right away, you know, like I have that like to a T friendship wise with like Sickler. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. like we can say, do you know what he said? Yeah. And it'll be like two words and yeah. we both pull the same thing out of that two word expression. Right. You know? Yeah. Same thing. And I, I'd say I have it with Bert. Um, I have it with Joe. I mean, like with like my good friends. Yeah. We just you just can say the, the 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 minimum and then they get it they get it yeah yeah and you want that in your relationships too like in a marriage yeah and i will say like you know i shit on my parents a lot but kind of the good thing about having parents that didn't treat me like a child ever is that i was i wasn't sheltered from adult conversations or adult humor or adult yeah and like I think it kind of broke me down as a woman. Like, I know you're not, you know, like I was never treated like a little girl. Right. I was always treated as one of the, like my dad's bro. Yeah. So it kind of, in a way. Would you say that your parents were R-worded? <laughs> Definitely. I was raised by two Down syndrome people. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, that's what I meant. That's not where you want to go with that. Where did, where did you say? You want to. They are You want to keep, nope. You want to keep it in the joke space, oh. not in the real genetic. <laughs> Sorry. They were R-worded too. Yeah. 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 But I mean, in a way, I tell you, I say this because I think, I think a lot of women get socialized to be, <laughs> your little girls are taught it's wrong to think farts are funny. Yeah. They're taught to think that to be a lady, you have to be agreeable pleasant to look at blah 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 it's still in there it's, yeah it's getting better but i think that's part of it too well, so i'll tell you this we're not I'm, giving permission to be gross that's true i mean it too you uh you got huge tits and that ain't no shit <laughs> thanks a lot tom for joining uh it's a very meaningful conversation but no seriously thank you for coming yeah I look forward to seeing you at home in about an hour or so. <laughs> okay. I'll I love you. Too. I love you too. And is there any final words you have for the audience? What's for dinner, bitch? Okay. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Stay cool, mom. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at.